boy, this large prostate situation is extremely common. As the man ages, one out of two, that's 50%, will get an enlarged prostate. And this is called benign prostatic hyperplasia, which basically means an enlarged prostate. Now, before I get into what to do, because this is actually not a terribly complex problem if you understand it. And also there's a great solution, which I'm gonna to get to, but I wanna just first differentiate what is the difference between BPH and cancer of the prostate? Um, are they similar? They're not too similar. In fact, they're pretty different. In cancer, you have these normal cells that then get damaged, specifically the mitochondria, and then they switch over to cancer cells, okay? And so with prostate cancer, that can spread through the body and it can kill you, it's very deadly. But with BPH, it's benign, which means it's not gonna spread. It's not going to turn into cancer. It is not deadly. Now, with the symptoms of prostate cancer, you're gonna get blood in the urine, you're gonna get blood in the semen, you're gonna have painful urination, you're gonna have a difficult time with an erection, you may have pain with ejaculation. And so the symptoms are, are very different than BPH, where really this involves just the urinary tract mostly. You're gonna get up to the night and want to urinate. Uh, you may have the urge to urinate, but can't uh, urinate or you can't fully eliminate the bladder. So it's a bit incomplete. So with BPH, you just have a lot of different urination issues simply because the prostate is a gland and it wraps around the urethra, which is a little tube from your urinary bladder that comes out through your penis. And as the prostate enlarges, it obstructs the tube and you're not able to fully eliminate freely all the urine that's supposed to come out through the urinary bladder. So you're gonna start and stop and start and stop and have dribbling and all sorts of issues. But the prostate should only be the size of a walnut, but it can actually get quite large. Now with the prostate cancer, uh, a big question is, Will phytonutrients, uh, specifically phytoestrogens, make things worse? Um, there are certain compounds in herbs and vegetables that mimic estrogens, okay? They're called phytoestrogens. And we know estrogen dominance in general can cause cancer in women, breast cancer, and also in men as well. And a lot of the chemicals in the environment mimic estrogen, like the pesticides, insecticides, herbicides, fungicides, heavy metals, they're all considered estrogen disruptors or endocrine disruptors. But when we get to plant-based estrogens like phytoestrogens, uh, there's a couple things you need to know. With phytoestrogens, you can prevent prostate cancer. You can slow down the progression if you have prostate cancer in the early stages. But if you're in a stage three or four or more, you may wanna hesitate because there is some data that these phyto estrogens can actually make things worse. But I wanna make a side note, uh, the studies that I read on this were relating to castrated males. So if um, someone's castrated and they have advanced stages of cancer, they should not consume any phytoestrogens, even in small amounts, because it can make things worse. However, the purpose of this video is to focus more on enlarged prostate. So let's talk about that. So there's two main theories about why um, men develop a benign prostatic hyperplasia. And based on all the data that I've read, I think both of these theories are true and they both work together. The first theory has to do with 
um, as a man ages, okay, their testosterone goes down. And both men and women have both testosterone and estrogen. And so as a man ages, as their testosterone goes down, their estrogen goes up in relationship. So they have this ratio of lowered testosterone and higher estrogen. That's what occurs with aging. And if anything can be said about BPH, it is that it's involved with aging, factors of aging. So number one, we have lower testosterone and higher levels of estrogen. And estrogen makes things grow, especially the prostate. Estrogen also can cause your pituitary to trigger another hormone called prolactin that can also enlarge the prostate. As one ages, many times they gain more weight, they have more fat, and the more fat you have, the more estrogen you're gonna to have too because there's a certain enzyme that will convert your testosterone to estrogen. And that enzyme is called aromatase. And this happens in both men and women. And if your liver is damaged, let's say it's inflamed, let's say you have a fatty liver or you have cirrhosis, scar tissue of the liver, you're gonna generate more estrogen. And I'm sorry to have to tell you this if you like to drink beer, but alcohol, especially beer, will affect the liver in that you're gonna raise your estrogen levels uh, a lot higher than your testosterone. So alcohol in general, lower your testosterone and raise your estrogen. Okay, the other thing that I wanna mention, and this is, this is important to understand, there's three types of estrogen, okay? You got estrogen one, two, and three. And these estrogens out there, they kind of connect to these little receptors, okay, in different parts of the body. It's only the estrogen two that can enlarge the prostate, not estrogen one or estrogen three. And all those phytoestrogens, those plant-based compounds that affect estrogen, only affect estrogen number one, not two, not three. So phytoestrogens do not enlarge the prostate. However, they do attempt to go into the receptors in estrogen two and end up blocking them. So other types of estrogen cannot create the effect. So they help lower the estrogen two, which indirectly protects you against this prostate enlargement problem. So when you hear all this information out there about uh, plant-based estrogens uh, enlarging your prostate, it's absolutely not true. It's not gonna happen. All right, the second part of this puzzle involves testosterone. As your testosterone decreases, um, you also have a powerful form of testosterone called DHT, okay? That increases. DHT is responsible for hair loss. It's also responsible for the enlargement of your prostate. So as you age, you have lower testosterone and higher levels of DHT. Those people that have genetic problems where they can't make DHT never develop an enlarged prostate. So the question is, what's making more of its DHT? Well, this relates to another enzyme. Okay, the name of that enzyme is called 5-alpha reductase. And if you have too much of that enzyme, you're going to get too much DHT and that could potentially enlarge your prostate. All right, so now that you know both mechanisms, uh, what can we do about it? Okay, well, the first uh, strategy is to start consuming more phytoestrogens, okay? That's gonna help you. And there's a real common one called genenstein that a lot of people take for enlarged prostate. And genenstein is a phytoestrogen 
that's in a lot of legumes. It's in a lot of different things that can help with this enlarged prostate. Uh, the next thing is cruciferous vegetables, kale, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, um, cabbage, all increase the amount of phytoestrogens in the body. So you should start eating those foods on a regular basis. They will not increase the estrogen number two. They'll block it to prevent other things from entering into that receptor uh, that can cause an enlarged prostate. Now, the next two strategies involving blocking those two enzymes, um, one of the enzymes called aromatase, and that's the one that converts testosterone into estrogen, okay? And that's in your fat cells, it's in other cells. And so you wanna take um, aromatase inhibitors, okay? Now, certain medications for the prostate uh, do it synthetically. I recommend doing the natural versions of that. And believe it or not, I released a video recently um, by blending the entire lemon, the lemon peel, the white part, the seeds, everything, every morning with some stevia and you would blend it in some water and drink that. Apparently citrus peels, okay, from lemons and limes can act as an aromatase inhibitor. So if you haven't seen that video, I put it down below. It's a real easy thing to do. And it'll also give you a lot of vitamin C and other things as well. Another really powerful aromatase inhibitor is stinging nettle root. I like stinging nettle root a lot because it's a great anti-inflammatory as well. So if you have arthritis, definitely want to take that one. And then the other one is DIM, okay? DIM is a concentrated uh, cruciferous compound um, that you can take as a supplement and greatly help in the balance of excessive amounts of estrogen. And then the third category is to block the other enzyme called 5-alpha reductase. And so you want to inhibit that enzyme. And that would be by taking sol palmetto, which you probably already heard that's good for the prostate. Also, pumpkin seeds will help reduce that enzyme. And green tea will reduce that enzyme. And zinc will help reduce that enzyme. So now you know why it works. But on the flip side, you also want to avoid certain things too. Um, high levels of insulin uh, can act as a growth factor for your prostate. So you definitely need to go low carb as well as doing intermittent fasting. I would also uh, avoid dairy products because dairy has some estrogenic compounds and you may have already uh, connected the dots between times that you for supper had more dairy and then that night you're getting up having more urination problems or having problems avoiding. So dairy is a, is a factor. Uh, then we have alcohol. Okay. If you want a good alternative for alcohol, I would um, try kombucha tea. It's similar in texture uh, to beer and it gives you a nice relaxation effect. Now, the other point I want to bring up is plastics. Uh, I've done a whole video on this, but unfortunately the plastics in our environment uh, are mimicking estrogen and creating some serious problems, especially with an enlarged prostate. An average person in the U.S. consumes the amount of nanoplastics that would equal the size of a credit card. So I do have a video on that and I put that down below as well. Um, if you're drinking water and without a filter, like tap water, you're gonna be getting a lot of compounds that mimic estrogen as well, uh, especially those plastics. So you wanna get a water filter for your house. And then you have the hormones in the foods, right? So if you're not consuming many organic foods and you eat out at a fast food restaurant, you're getting a lot of hormones that are coming from the animal products that are being mimicked from the pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, things like that. 